Hello and welcome to episode 2 of Not Your Typical 9 to 5 with me, your host Katie. I am a small business owner, marketing freelancer and entrepreneur and now podcast host. Today's episode is all about returning to work after some time off and I thought it would be really appropriate to record this episode now. The children in our area are going back to school next week and a lot of you I know are counting down the days until we were good to go back into school. There's some of you that take your foot off the pedal slightly while the kids are home, some of you shut down your businesses completely and others of you just try and soldier on but really looking forward to them get back into the swing of things. There's also the group of you without children, I fall into that group and what we do is we count down the days until the kids go back to school so we can have our summer holidays and the prices are reasonable again. I am going on holiday in, oh I think it's about two weeks now and it's going to be the first time I've stepped away from Paddlesworth Produce properly since I started the company. That's going to be quite challenging for me and I thought it'd be really handy to record an episode with some tips and tricks on on how to avoid the back to work blues which even though we run our own businesses or have creative companies of our own or do freelance work we still get back to work blues that's absolutely normal to have also when you have your time off you're not spending it worrying about work you're fully relaxing which is essentially why you book these these trips away or the the time off of work so to get the most out of your break if you haven't got any holidays booked it is actually not that long scarily until christmas and there is that real i find it really tricky anyway the Christmas between New Year period most industries sort of closed down and even I'm in a food industry so right up to midnight on the 24th of December it's crazy busy with trying to get your orders out trying to go to Christmas markets blah 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 but as soon as that hits it does die off and for some people it dies off all the way to the end of January and then it's trying to get back into the swing of things after that break but particularly between Christmas and New Year's Eve in two jobs that I had before two of your typical nine to five jobs we actually used to close the office between Christmas New Year's Eve and no one did any work so perhaps you can bear these points in mind for when that comes around and getting yourself back into it in the new year I will do another episode by then don't worry but this is just to prepare yourself for getting back into work and hopefully enjoying your time off Okay, and I'm going to start off with how you can prepare yourself. Now, if you're already on holiday and you haven't had time to to prepare, then not to worry, just skip to the next point. This point is about the last few days before you sign off and before you start your holiday, what you can do to help yourself enjoy your holiday and make the transition back into work easier. What I'd recommend first of all is creating a list of all the work that you're part way through and while you're in the work mindset it's a lot easier to do than getting back into work on the first day and thinking oh was I doing that had I done that am I halfway through that so it's getting that list done while it's fresh in your mind then the first job when you get back you don't need to be thinking about what you need to do next if you're like me I'll sit there twiddle my thumbs not really be sure how to prioritize anything so do it now before you leave it really ensures that nothing's forgotten as well because a week or two weeks weeks away from the office you can easily forget what you were doing what you were part way through what you hadn't done what you had done so it's really good for productivity also it's not going to be on your mind then when you're sitting on a beach hopefully or whatever you're doing spending time with your kids in the back of your mind you're not always going to be thinking right I can't forget that I, ha- I need to write this down or oh I should have written this down I should have made a note of that do it now and kind of see it as it coming out of your brain and clearing that free for whatever you've got planned and just putting it down on paper and it's really good if you can put it in a list of priorities then when you return you know what you need to start working on immediately 
Another great way to prepare yourself for leaving the office is an obvious one, put your out of office on. It's a really simple tool and I always forget to do it until I'm sort of two days into my holiday and I think, oh, well, well these people want immediate response. Surely they can read my out of office. Don't, haven't put it on. So out of office is a really good tool. It's a good tool for you because if you get an email come through, you know you don't need to reply to it immediately because they will already had a response saying, really sorry, I'm not in the office at the moment or I'm going to be back on this date, blah, 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 blah. And they know what to expect. The client then is happier because they're not thinking that you're ignoring them or worried about when they're going to get a response. It's good for you, good for your clients. Happy you, happy clients, win-win. And if you can also, while you're at it, put a post on your website. Even if you've got kind of a passive income, so you're selling items where you don't need to be present, perhaps you are selling courses online or digital downloads and it's something where you don't actively need to go and post those items out it's still really important that you have that message on your website because a customer service point of view is likely if you're listening to this podcast you don't have a customer service team I don't have a customer service team I'm my customer service team so someone might buy it say a digital download and then email and say I'm really sorry can't open this link or I don't understand this or this isn't working or this hasn't downloaded properly and you don't reply for seven days you're going to get a really unhappy customer and probably a bad review or request for a refund if you simply put on your website I'm away from the 1st to the 10th of October any emails I'll get back to you on my return that means the customer sees that before they make the purchase it really really annoys me when I buy something and then I get an email from the seller saying sorry this won't be shipped for another 10 days because I'm on holiday I'm sure you've seen on Etsy and eBay it's really common to say the seller is away at this moment but your product will be shipped out on this date and it avoids you may lose sales but you're on holiday you deserve a break but it manages clients expectations and it avoids people ordering products when they need responses or they need items that day that weekend whatever so if you can put it on your website make sure people see it perhaps email out to your emailing list if you think that's appropriate and definitely definitely put it on your social media then you've pre-informed people that you're going to be away While we're talking about social media, another really handy tool is to have a scheduler of some sort. So Facebook, I love Facebook for this. On their pages, they have a scheduler built in. So you can either post the post immediately or you can share it. That's probably a better way. Share a post immediately or you can schedule it for a future time. And that can be way in advance. I like to do this anyway with Facebook because I don't want to spend all my time on social media and I find it quite consuming. When I'm on it, I can easily get sucked in because especially with Facebook, it's linked to your personal account before I know it, I've spent two three hours on there and I'm watching cat videos I'm wishing someone happy birthday uh, you know what I mean it just gets crazy so when I'm sitting there doing a quiz on what cheese am I or whatever that's time I'm wasting not doing business work and not earning money so I find it really easy to spend one day a month two days a month scheduling posts that are quite generic um, I still go on there for posts that need to be done on the spot so I often do pictures of products going out that week and saying you know your parcels are on your way or these are the jam flavors this week those little posts can't be scheduled really and I wouldn't want them to be I want them to be quite off the cuff Um, but other posts are easy to schedule and I really recommend it but coming back to the holiday point if you know that all your posts are scheduled before you go away you have no reason to be going on your social media for business purposes while you're away unless you want to check your messages but please be quite strict with yourself and don't sit there on your business social media because you feel like 
like you're inactive. And we know all these algorithms and interactions, brand recognition are really, really important. So I understand it's completely ineffective to say I'm going to stop my social media completely for two weeks or a week. You need to keep it going. But what I don't want you to do is spend every day on your holiday thinking of content and creating posts and then you're just working. There's no point you going away. So look at the schedulers. The schedulers I use, so in Facebook, which is my favorite because it's already on the platform, is just normal Facebook pages scheduling posts. I also like Hootsuite. That's really good because I actually schedule Twitter, Facebook and Instagram and you can just, I know you're not really, I mean marketing people listen to this and go you shouldn't share the same posts on all platforms but for the ease of time and rather than having no posts go out I'd much rather do that if time is short so you can share the same posts to all three platforms. Twitter is a bit of a weird one because I don't really like to schedule for Twitter. I think it is one of those social medias where it is all about the here and now. It depends on your business and your industry. I do prefer to see a tweet that's off the cuff rather than just scheduled reused content and you need to kind of be seeing what the hashtags that are trending and what people are talking about on the day to get involved with Twitter whereas Facebook and Instagram is slightly different I think but if you do want to schedule for Twitter and that means you're if that's the difference between you posting and not posting then that's absolutely fine I like I said use Hootsuite or you can use Twittermart that's a really good easy tool I haven't used that in months but I'm pretty sure you can share across different platforms and it's free Hootsuite's free as well but there's limited aspects of it when you've got the free account and lastly there is Later which I haven't used myself but I know a lot of entrepreneurs recommend it it's brilliant for Instagram apparently and you can work out what your grid looks like. I have had a little play with it but I still preferred Hootsuite. So it's entirely up to you. It's, it's personal preference but don't pay for one. If you're just having one or two accounts please don't go out and pay for one because there's plenty of free ones out there. Oh and on that point of social media if you're going away and you're taking some time out turn off your notifications. It's mind-boggling how easy it is to get sucked in when you see a little number or a little notification flick up on your phone. Like when I'm recording this podcast for example if I have my phone right here and something flicks up on Instagram someone likes my post or someone shares a story or something it's so distracting and I have to fight the urge to go and open my phone even though I'm right in the middle of recording something. It's driven into our brains isn't it? Like you see something flash up you want to open that app and that's how they get you and that's how people spend so much time on these apps but turn the notifications off if you want to say once a day I'm going to have a little look but don't let your day your schedule your time be dictated by these apps and especially if you are going away you're spending time with a loved one you're spending time with your children you don't want to spend it sort of half there you want to be present in the moment so turn off your notifications and enjoy yourself that's all of the preparation points so now I'm going to go on to what you need to do in the last few days of your time off just before you go back to your work setting whether that be you work from home or you have an office or you have a work base it's really important to not just jump off the plane and I am so guilty of doing this jump off the plane the next day 9am be in the office and do five days of 10 hour shifts and expect there not to be some repercussions because you have allowed your body your mind to relax and and hopefully come out of that work mindset. So to force it back in and to force it so harshly is going to be such a shock to your system. I really recommend easing yourself back in and if you possibly can, this is what I'm trying to do and what I've been trying to do lately is book my holiday and then have a couple of days leeway where I can ease myself back in. That doesn't mean I have two days off, like I don't jump off the plane and go I've got another two days off. I have two days of this sort of settling in period. So what I do in that time is really really simple and it is easing myself in. 
first thing I do is, is going to seem like a really trivial point, but it's really important for me. And I mentioned it in the last episodes about daily self-care. You need to look after yourself and you need to put things in place to make sure it's easy to look after yourself. So do your big food shop, go and get some light lunches, snacks, whatever, whatever you like to eat. Make sure you have it in the house because all too easy to get your first day back and go, oh, I'm really hungry. Oh, there's nothing in the house. Right, need to go to the shop. Well, I haven't been to the shop for two weeks, so I'm going to spend all afternoon in the supermarket, which is hell at the best of times but then you've wasted your day as well or the other end of the scale which is what I tend to do is go I've got no food in the house I'm not going to eat and then I've spent eight hours at my desk got a banging headache I've not drunk I've not eaten enough and it then makes me associate work with feeling grotty then it's a bad association that's a really simple one get your food get stocked up The other thing I like to do, and this is regardless of whether I've been abroad and have jet lag or not, I like to get into my usual routine and my normal bedtime a couple of days before I'm going back to work. It is trickier if you've got jet lag because obviously that's fighting against you, you're trying to stay in the time zone that you were in while you were away, but even if you've been in the UK, you will naturally fall into a different rhythm and you know with your kids, if you've got them before they go back to school, you try a couple of days before to get them used to getting up in the morning again, having a routine. Even though we're slightly grown up, we still need to do that. We need to do that with the adults as well. So there's no point. I fall into a routine. I love going to bed late and getting up late. (laughs) That's my go-to routine of having time off. And I think it's natural, especially when you go on holiday, because you eat out more often, so you are staying up later. Also, if I've had a beach holiday or a particularly relaxing holiday, I'm used to napping throughout the day on the sun lounger. And that's really unrealistic for me to do when I'm trying to run a business and do my freelance work, especially if I'm going out on a client day where I'm sitting in a client's office I can't say oh two o'clock go and have a nap and a sangria so you need to get back into your routine and that's the same with your eating routine and your sleeping routine get back in a few days before so then it's not so much of a shock and do it slowly and ease yourself back into it Another thing I found really beneficial is coming back to work in the middle of a working week. What I found is if I come back, say say my working week was Monday to Friday, if I come back on a Monday, I then feel really daunted by having five long days ahead of me before another break. The last couple of years actually, perhaps five years, I've always come back on a Wednesday so that I've had get through Wednesday, get through Thursday, get through Friday and then I've got a break rather than thinking I've got these whole five days ahead of me. And it really, I know our working weeks are different, it's why it's called not your typical nine to five. So just think about about how you can ease yourself back in without having a huge amount to to get through before you have a break again. The same way or a different way you could do it is to have shorter working days when you first get back to work. So I actually start off with usually five hour days and that's kind of where my energy levels sort of fail me where I've especially if I've had a really relaxing holiday where I'm sat by the beach and I've done nothing or done really limited amount of moving I can't then sit there for eight nine ten hours and concentrate that entire time so I normally my plans I will start on a Wednesday do a five hour day a six hour day seven hour day have a break then go back into an eight hour or nine hour normally five day week and that is a way of easing your body and your mind back into it rather than being this harsh change in reality and your body thinking what's going on where's the margaritas 
Last step, before you get back into your desk chair, I want you to have a positive mindset. And I know that's such a buzzword at the moment. And do you really know what it means? Well, what I mean by having a positive mindset is when we're thinking about going back to work, it's so easy to get hung up on the negative aspect. So yes, you're not going to have an all-inclusive hotel with a swimming pool every day anymore. It's not going to happen, but you can't live there. It's not reality. You're going back to work. What do you enjoy about work? What are you really excited to get back to? Is there a new project coming up? So in my business, for instance, I'm really, I'm really, really excited for holiday. That's all that I can think about at the moment, as you can probably tell. But I'm also excited to get back because I will feel renewed, regenerated. And I've got Christmas coming up, which I love Christmas anyway, from a personal point of view. But in terms of my business, it could be a really, it's my first Christmas. So it could be a really, really good time for me financially. And I've got events booked in. So I really enjoy events. I really enjoy talking to people, meeting the other storeholders, meeting my customers. So that's what's going to be in the forefront of my mind when I think about work I've got other things that I'm absolutely dreading coming back to and I'm not going to put them in the forefront of my mind and the list we spoke about earlier that we're going to make for when we get back off of holiday or off of our time off all those things are going to be in there but they're not going to be in my mind playing on my mind while I'm holiday it's going to make it a much nicer experience for you to be away if you are thinking about the positive things when you get back remember there's a reason we do what we do we've all created these fantastic businesses put a lot of hard work into it and what I don't want you to do is to start resenting it just because you've had some time away it's natural for you to get back to work blues holiday blues whatever you want to call it but it doesn't mean your business is rubbish or you hate your job it's just a case of changing your way of life and getting used to reality again this episode is brought to you by paddlesworth produce we bring the kentish farmers market to your front door with free nationwide delivery and plastic repackaging try our breakfast boxes sunday roast boxes and barbecue boxes Available as a one-off treat, send us a unique gift, or enjoy a regular subscription. To find out more, visit www.paddlesworthproduce.co.uk. Now back to the podcast. And now we roll on to the last part of this podcast and the advice for getting back into it after you've had some time off or a little break, whether that be a holiday, you've just booked some days off, or you've had the kids at home and you haven't been able to concentrate on your business as much as you would like. So your first few days, like I said before, you're going to ease yourself in. You're not going to just wham, bam, hit yourself in the face with a 10 hour shift with the most gruesome, hideous work that you've saved for yourself because you couldn't bother to do it before you went away. That is not what we're doing. We've prepared ourselves and we have really eased ourselves into it and yep mentally you need to say to yourself it's going to be tough it's not going to be easy and you need to prepare yourself for a bulging inbox because it's up to you how much time during your time off you spend at work some of you are going to be really strict and say no that's it I'm not doing any work for the next week two weeks whatever and that's fantastic if you can say that if you say it though stick to it I want you to be realistic with your expectations and that means in both ways so I don't want you to think yeah I can take all that time off and then actually feel really guilty about it or or really negatively impact your business at the same time I don't want you to say I'm going to check my emails 20 times a day because that's not time off is it you're just working still so my sort of compromise I'm going to check my emails twice a day once in the morning once in the evening only reply to anything urgent and I'm not going to answer my phone to anything weirdly my phone is 90% cold call somehow my phone has got out into the atmosphere of cold callers so I'm sure a lot of these calls can be avoided anyway and I will listen back to my 
my voicemails so if there's anything urgent most of the time people leave voicemails or they'll send me an email as well as give me a phone call but I'm not going to answer my phone and I'm not going to reply to any emails that are not urgent I'm also not going to check my business social media because there's no need for me to I've scheduled my posts and no one has ever contacted me through social media for something that is urgent and catastrophic however you plan to spend your holiday or your time off please please just stick to it um, because all too often I've done it before I've gone right I'm just going to check my emails once a day get there sitting on a beach lounger bored because it's it, it works the other way the transition into holiday mode is as difficult as it is transitioning into work mode and I start flicking through social media I start checking my emails I start replying to this pinging back that and before you know it I've spent four hours doing work in the time that I have specifically said will be my time off so the amount of emails that are in your inbox is really going to be dependent on one, your business and two, how you've dealt with your emails while you've been away. And this is the same with your voicemails, phone calls, social media notifications, but I'll just stick to emails for now because it's easier for me to describe. And also I think it's pretty common across all industries to have an inbox for when you get back from some time off. So this is what I do when I'm faced with this. This can be whether I've had time off or not, or just it's just been a really crazy day for emails. I filter the emails out. So I don't want you to come back from your holiday and see say 100 unread emails and you sit there going through each one individually reading replying reading replying because it's going to take you ages and it's going to be a complete waste of your time and the person that sent the email most recently or the whatever way you work the um, furthest away is going to feel really peed off that they were the last for you to get back to what I want you to do instead is filter. So what I do, all my emails, say I've got 100 emails out there, select all of the ones that are spam, junk, advertising, you know how it is. Amazon seems to send me four emails a day, so do eBay. They're all irrelevant. Should I subscribe really? But I like to know about the sales. So <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of you in that boat. Select all of them, delete. Don't even open them, don't bother. You're not going to learn anything. You spent all your money on holiday anyway, so who cares? Right, they've all gone. I'm now down to 75 emails. In those 75 emails, I would say, most of them do not need to be dealt with straight away so what I do is I create an email folder and I have this all year round and it's called not urgent and in that folder there are emails that I do not need to respond to straight away there's no deadline to them it's usually suppliers asking to send me samples or it's a new networking event that sounds quite interesting but I haven't got the time at the moment to deal with it or it's not a priority you know those sort of emails that aren't urgent but you do want to respond to at some point so I put them in that folder for these emails you might need to open them just to see what the details are but don't get involved in the email and start thinking oh, I'll just reply to that it'll take two minutes because that's two minutes of you not making some money or not responding to a client that's, that is going to make you money so get those emails filed off into the not urgent file and what I do when I'm having a slow day or I'm in the middle of a task it's quite frustrating I just need to do something take my mind off it I go through those not urgent emails and it can take me a month sometimes to reply to emails in there and just pick a few out and reply to them but they're not urgent remember they're not going to lose you or make you money it's just something that would be nice to reply to then you've got the other emails that are left in your inbox and at this point they're probably pretty urgent or they've got a deadline and you need to reply to them in order of urgency so if they're I don't know there's an event coming up you've invited to and it's next week and then there's someone that wants to place an order for tomorrow obviously you're going to reply to the one that wants to place an order tomorrow first so do it in that way whistle your way through and remember sales come before promises of sales so if there's an invoice in there you need to do some work on it 
prioritize that over someone going, oh, I'm interested in this, or how much is this? Okay, you've got the money's there, they've paid their money, or they've placed their order, that needs to take priority. And slowly, you should get yourself down to zero, and you shouldn't be too panicked about it, because you've already filtered out the rubbish, then you filtered out the not priority on, or I was going to say unurgent, but I feel like that's really bad at English, uh, the not urgent <laughs> emails, um, and then you've dealt with the ones that are make or break. And if, like me, you're checking your emails twice a day, or once a day, or once every two days, you would have replied to the urgent ones anyway. Because when I say I'm checking my emails twice a day, it's literally me on holiday, flicking through the emails, and only replying to anything that's urgent, like someone's received a bad order, or a customer wants to place an order. Those are the ones I mean are urgent, and I'm not replying to anything else in that time. So although I'm saying checking my emails twice a day, it doesn't mean I'm spending an hour. It means I'm spending literally five minutes checking them in case there's any catastrophes happening over in the UK and I really need to deal with it. So realistically, when I come back to my inbox, there shouldn't be anything really shocking in there because I've already skimmed through it. But still, there's stuff you need to reply to and get into. And doing the emails is the first thing when you get back into the office. It is quite a soft way of getting back into it. I would find it hard to go from doing nothing into doing like a tax return or something. So this is quite a nice little easy way. It's actually the best way because a lot of these emails have been sent because they a customer wants to buy a product or a supplier wants to supply you. So it is about making money. It's important for your business. Unlike all the cold calls that I'm going to have to deal with and all the voicemails of people putting phones down, which I absolutely hate. But that is something that will be on my to-do list as well. And my last little point on settling back into the working routine and getting back in after you've had some time off is a change of scenery. So you're used to, when you've got time off, whether you're at home, it's a staycation or you've gone abroad somewhere beautiful, it is still a huge shock to then go and sit in an office, even if it's your home office or it's your sofa with your laptop on your lap. To go from being around people, around new things, around busy environments to just sitting on your own is a real shock. And this January, I found that really tough to deal with. Chris everyone is at social events you go out to the pub and it's really full of people it's a great atmosphere you find an excuse to do something every weekend there's always an invite to do something a drinks or a dinner and you see your family loads and it's lovely but then you go to January the 1st and it seems to just drop off everyone's spent all their money it's cold it's miserable no one wants to go out there's not as many events on and it's a big big shock so going back to work after having all that fun can make it seem even worse so get yourself out and I don't mean anything crazy all I mean is do so say this is your first day back you've said I'm doing five hours this day to ease myself back in open my laptop and I get my emails up do the suggestions I just said about the inbox I'm whistling it down till it's empty hopefully say that takes me three hours I then have some lunch and then my afternoon I'm going to go to a coffee shop where there's people where there's noise where there's atmosphere spend my money on a little lovely coffee made by someone else interact with the waitress or the waiter and that will really help you go from being in a fun jovial environment to just sitting on your own in your office and perhaps you need to do that for the first week every day just to avoid it feeling like such a shock now I think that's everything that I'm going to do this year and that I've done in previous years to help me ease back into working life after having some time off and I hope that really helps you if you've got any more suggestions remember send them to me you can find us on social media under not your typical nine to five and we're present on Instagram Twitter and Facebook just to recap so we're going to prepare ourselves before we leave with some lists and putting the out of office on putting some posts on our website and social media just to really manage the client expectations 
notifications, turn off your notifications, have your social media posts scheduled and plan how you're going to spend your time. Then two or three days before you get back into the office and you've got your working cap back on, you're preparing yourself. So you're getting food in for your lunches, making sure your daily care's there. You are getting back into your routine, whether that means your sleeping routine, going to bed, waking up or your eating routine, or perhaps like for me, my drinking routine, less cocktails. Um, And you are really preparing yourself for what you've got to go back to, having a positive mindset, focusing on all the things you're looking forward to. And then you're going to ease yourself in with either shorter days or a midweek start and follow my tips about clearing your inbox out. Lastly, you are going to get out and get amongst some new scenery despite being back at work, even if it's just as simple as getting down to your local coffee shop or library or whatever, somewhere where there's people, noise, atmosphere. Thank you very, very much for listening and I hope you enjoy your break, your time off. If you've had your time off, I hope you're looking forward to getting back into it and enjoying your not your nine to five again. And thank you so much. I will speak to you again in a week's time on episode three.